and welcome back to the Scenario 7 podcast. My name is Sam and this week I'm joined by Josh Bacon. There's no Joey, his house is being refurbished. So we've only got Josh, but Josh, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, thank you, Sam. It's nice to finally swap roles with, uh, with Joe instead of missing it myself. But yeah, it's good to be back. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing well. No, it is weird for, for once the roles have reversed, as you said, and this week we are going to be previewing the Hung- Hungary Grand Prix. And yeah, first of all, Josh, what do you think about the track? I think it's an interesting track. Um, most of my knowledge of it does come from the game. Um, but yeah, there's certainly loads of tight corners and it's, it's very, very technical, but it's also quite far. So even though it's quite technical in some of the corners in sector two, there's also obviously the long home straight and also the good, the two good DRS sections. But yeah, I'm not sure if there's many overtaking spots, but I think it will still be an, an interesting race on Sunday. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, no, I really like it. The Hungara Ring is one of my favourite tracks to drive on the F1 game and to watch. And I really want to go there one day. It might not always produce the most exciting races. There have been some comparisons to Monaco without the walls, but I think that not, it's, yeah, as I said, it's not always the most exciting race, but it has so many great moments. Looking back to 1986, Nelson Piquet's overtake on Senna, drifting round turn one, one of the most iconic overtakes of all time. You know, in 2008, Massa's overtake on Hamilton at the start despite Lockie up and running wide. And then even recently, 2019, where Mercedes' strategy allowed Hamilton to overtake Verstappen in the closing laps of the race. It's not always the most exciting race, but has so many great moments. And let's talk about some more great moments and fond memories. Josh, what are your fond memories of this track? Um, so I was between two, and I'll, I'll let you explain the other one because obviously that one was yours. Well, they were both. Uh, they both involved Jensen Button. Who were when I I did I have always watched well not always but I have I watched F1 when I was younger but then I took a break from it because I got a bit bored because I, I don't really know why but yeah, I got bored of it. But Jensen Button was my favourite driver at the time, and um, in 2011 it was his 200th Grand Prix and it was at the Hungaroring, and uh, it was a wet race and obviously F1 fans know that Jensen Button is extremely good in the, in wet weather conditions. And uh, he won the race um, after, and he, when he pitted for the third time. And uh, it, was, it was currently fourth at that time when he overtook Hamilton, Alonso and, and Vettel to win. And um, funnily enough, Hamilton was uh, his, his teammate in the McLaren. And uh, he pitted six times, including one being a drive-through for, um, for something to do with Paul Resto. I can't quite remember. I think he made him spin or something. But yeah, it was uh, not the best race for Hamilton, but... Um, yeah, I was there supporting supporting Jensen Button and him obviously winning on his 200 Grand Prix was a, a big achievement. So, yeah, that's my fond memory. Yeah, mine is, as you said, another Jensen Button race. We, we've kind of gone for a Jensen Button theme this episode. But, yeah, back in 2006, not much of a fond memory, but more of a, a race that I've looked back on and seen. And it's just an iconic race. Started off in qualifying, we had... Raikkonen, Massa, Barrichello, top three, which is quite a, a very strong t- top three in quality. Button qualified fourth, but got a 10-place grid penalty for an engine change, dropping him down to 14th. 
The race was chaotic. There were nine, there was eight DNFs and one uh, did not start, um, including Alonso DNFing, Raikkonen DNFing, Effing, Rosbo DNFing, and so did Weber. So, so iconic drivers DNFing. So only 13 people finished. Uh, you had Pedro de la Rosa got his own first and only ever podium in second. Nick Heidfeld came third, scoring BMW Sauber's first podium. But the race was known for Jensen Button in the Honda, who picked up their first ever, his first ever win, despite starting from 14. He's had an incredible race, helped by the amount of cars that didn't finish, but an incredible race. There's an iconic video of him overtaking Michael Schumacher and just showing that how he's progressed. And yeah, first ever win. Of course, we know he went on to win a championship, but the Hungaro ring was just the start for him. And yeah, an amazing race uh, in 2006 and of course 2011. Um, Let's talk about what do you expect to see this weekend? Let's give five things that you expect to see. Okay, I was I was struggling to um, think of things to uh, that may potentially happen this weekend. So I don't want to be like the basic ones that we tend to say most weeks, but I think I think they probably will be. But, um, I've only come up with four, but I've, I'll try and think of a fifth as I go along. But um, I've I've also I've started off with something quite surprising, which I think you'll be shot with. Um, I've gone with a Bottas to secure a shock win over both Hamilton and Verstappen. Obviously, Hamilton, he's won eight times around this track before, so he's got a lot of experience and clearly likes the track. But I think I think last year, Bottas tipped, tipped him to it, and I think if he'll, he'll have motivation for what happened last two weeks ago in Britain for having to let Hamilton pass. I think he'll, he'll want to show the team that he's still there, he's still capable of winning races, so I think he'll secure a shot win this weekend. And also, another surprising one, uh, I've gone for a Haas to make out of Q3 in qualifying. Uh, you're, all, you're all probably surprised, yeah. Um, but the reason is, it, it relates to my next point, which I think there will be at least three red flags in over the weekend, most of them being in qualifying. So I think they'll get lucky with them occurring in Q3, and then there'll just be less drivers to worry about so they can secure a, Q, a Q2 appearance, for the, not for the first time, but technically for the first time because of, uh, because of in France. Um, and then I've also gone for Ferrari to struggle. I know you said beforehand that Ferrari tend to like this track because they've got the most, the second most wins on this track as a, as a company. Um, but I still think off the high of Britain, I think they'll just perform. They're still getting the points, don't get me wrong, but they just won't be performing as well or as strongly as in Britain. Um, and then for another one, I think the Red Bulls will also struggle. I don't think they like the car suits the track, but I still think Verstappen just such a good driver. He'll still do well and finish high. But I think when it comes regards to Perez and the car in general, I don't think they'll have a strong weekend, but we'll see. Now, Perez is great, Just Don't know what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, my first one is I've got Mercedes win, but for Hamilton. Uh, pretty basic, but yeah, I think that Hamilton has won eight times at this track. He knows it inside out. He's just 
amazing here. There's also a potential for it to be wet. And Hamilton's great in the wet. And I don't he yeah, he's just amazing in the wet. I know a few podcasts ago, I think it was in Austria, we got yeah. overhyped. We were all like, it's gonna rain, it's gonna rain, and it didn't rain, and it started raining pretty sure during the podium ceremonies. So we kind of got overhyped for no reason. So I'm keeping expectations down, but I hopefully there'll be some wet weather. And if there is, I think that Hamilton will win. Even without, I think Hamilton will probably win. Uh, but as well as that, I think Red, Back, Red Bull will come back strong. I've got them on for a double podium. I think they'll uh, fill in the next two podium positions. They're just going to be looking for revenge. If Joe was here, I know Joe would predict that Verstappen to wipe out Hamilton or something like that. I 100% know Joe would predict that. But, um, yeah, I'm, I don't think that will happen. I think it will be relatively clean, though I think Red Bull will get their act together, get a double podium for them to get some good points. And constructors, I've got Alpine to be the best of the midfield. I know AlphaTauri probably have the strongest car, but I don't think they're getting the most out of that at the moment. And I think that despite Gasly doing great in the AlphaTauri, Fernando Alonso just seems so used to the Alpine now and he's getting the best out of it. Like we saw that in Silverstone, especially in the sprint race. And I just think that Fernando Alonso is the kind of driver that can drag a team up the midfield. I think they'll be the best of the midfield this weekend with Ocon potentially getting a point or two as well. I've got an Alfa Romeo point because I, I don't really know what this team is at the moment. They're just kind of sometimes they're getting a point sometimes or close to getting a point. Sometimes they're just down the bottom with Williams and Haas. Like you never know which one you're going to get. I'm being optimistic for them this weekend and think we're going to get a maybe 10th possibly, but we'll have to see what happens. Um, and with my last point being, I don't think Russell will make it to Q3 this weekend. It's sad. I think he'll probably get to Q2, but I think that the there will just be stronger cars this weekend than the Williams. I'm not sure it will do great. And despite Russell getting every ounce of it out, I just don't think they'll make it through. But yeah, they are my five things to predict this weekend. Josh, being more specific, what is your top five? Are we going from first to fifth or fifth to first? First to fifth. Okay, well, you do already know a winner, so I will do that. So obviously I said Bottas to secure a shock win. Um, and I've also got a double Mercedes podium with Hamilton coming second, because like we've both mentioned before, he knows the track inside and out. He will perform well, but I still think Bottas will just pip him to the to the win. So he'll come second. And then even though I said Red Bull will struggle, I think Verstappen is such a good driver. He'll just do what Hamilton's been doing all season and what Russell Russell does in the Williams, just extract everything he can out of the car and just try and finish as high as possible. As possible. But I only think he'll finish third. And then I've got both the McLarens in fourth and fifth. Because we didn't mention, but they are their car, uh, their car or company uh, has won the most around around this track. Even though it might have been a while ago when Senna was driving the car, but 
this, that car still will still suit this track. But um, yeah, I've got Norris in fourth and Ricardo in fifth. Yeah, so, solid predictions there. Uh, the as you did, I also said my first. I said Hamilton to win. I've got Verstappen second and Perez third. I've then got your boy Lando Norris in fourth. I agree. I think he'll um, be close up contending. And then I've got Leclerc in fifth, not Danny Rick, because I do think Ferrari will still be strong here. Uh, second most wins ever. Some of them quite recently. So I think I think they'll be reasonably strong. Finally, I just want to get your opinion on something because you weren't here last week and Hamilton this week has been called to the stewards and has a meeting with the FIA about the move on Verstappen because Red Bull made a massive fuss out of it and have just basically complained, complained. So he's got a meeting with the FIA. First of all, you weren't here last week. Verstappen and Hamilton, racing incident or time penalty? Um, all right. When I when I originally saw it without all the without all the replays, I thought I didn't I didn't think it was a racing incident at first because of the way Hamilton didn't look like he was going around a corner, but Verstappen did. But then once watching the replays, I think it was a racing incident because they both could have done things to avoid to prevent it from happening so like I said even though he might have had oversteer or understeer Lewis had more space to go on the curb to turn in more and use the curb instead of just staying on the track but then Verstappen did turn in quite early and quite aggressively he didn't really leave much space for Lewis when turning in so I think a racing incident yes uh, and I can see why both teams are getting quite Aggie with each other because it's it's so important to get as many points as possible, especially when Perez didn't even get any points or Red Bull. But um, yeah, I think it was racing incident. But I don't really understand why Red Bull are pushing so hard for something else to happen because it's happened now. They've made their decision and they haven't got any more footage, or video footage, to evidence to prove that it was Hamilton more Hamilton's fault than Verstappen. But I guess we don't know everything, and they're just trying their best to gain as much points and take away from Hamilton. So, yeah, but I think it was a racing incident. Yeah. So second part of that question, with the meet with the FIA, do you think anything will happen to Hamilton or do you think it will just be a slap on the wrist? I think it will just be, they'll just forget about it. Like Red Bull are angry, as anyone would be, because for some reason the title fight and he didn't get any points. But I think they've just got to move on and forget about it because it was a racing incident and it was proved, it was, well, it wasn't really proven, but They've uh, Hamilton got his punishment and he just overcame it. So there's nothing else to be done. Just move on with it and focus on this race. Yeah, I think I, I agree with you. But yeah, that wraps up our podcast. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the race on Sunday. Thank you, Josh, for joining me. No, thank you for having me. It's nice to be back. There we go. The, the return of Josh, hopefully. Don't want to miss any more, but yeah, um, yeah, thank you for watching, listening. Remember, like, subscribe, download whatever you need to do, and uh, enjoy the race. And we'll see you on Monday for a review. See you.